Is there a twinge that runs from Derek's knees, up his legs, through his blood, to squirm in his belly? Or is that only fear? Shh, child. Soonest done, soonest over. The slice, the cough, blood on the ground, and this time it is unmistakable. A something that shoots up through his body. It sets his teeth on edge. It makes the roots of his hair hurt. Everything starts changing around him. The land is a lens and he is its focus, his mind a bright burning spot of light. What is this feeling? What is it? Were they right? Are they right? A hand on his forehead. Dark worms moving through his flesh. The hiss of the blade leaving the scabbard. He sweats, hot as any day at the forge. His head pulled back, his neck stretched. Closing his eyes, he sees a world of silvered lines and shadows. The cold touch of the blade against his neck. A pause, like the hiss of hot metal in water. Like the moment before the geezer of scorching steam hisses out around his hand and the blade is set. The sting of a sharp edge against his skin. And the grass is talking, and the land is talking, and the trees are talking, and all in a language he cannot understand, but at the same time he knows exactly what is being said. Is this what a hedging lord sounds like? The creak of leather armour. I will save you. Is it the voice of Fitchgrass of the Fields? No. Only listen. This never souring. Is it Coil the Yellower? Child, the landsman's voice, soothing, calming. Soonest done, soonest over. I can save you. Too far from the rivers for blue water. No. But Derek's word is a whisper drowned in fear of the approaching void. Time slows further as the knife slices through his skin, cutting through layer after layer in search of the black vessels of his life. Let me save you. Or is it the worst of all of them? Is it Dark Ungar speaking? No, he says. But the word is weak, and the will to fight is gone. Let us... Yes! An explosion of... of... something. Something he doesn't know or understand, but he recognises it. It has always been within him. It is something he's fought, denied, run from. A familiar voice from his childhood. The imaginary friend that frightened his mother and she told him to forget, so he pushed it away. Far away. But now, when he needs it the most, it is there. The blade is gone from his neck. He opens his eyes. The world is out of focus, a haze of yellows and a high whine fills his ears the way it would when his father clouted him for dangerous talk. The green grass beneath Derek's knees is gone, replaced by yellow fronds that flake away at his touch, like morning ash in the forge. He stares at his hands. They are the same, the same scars, the same half-healed cuts and nicks, the same old burns and calluses. Around him is a perfect half-circle of dead grass, as if the sourlands have taken a bite out of the lush grasslands at their edge. His wrists are no longer bound in cold metal. Is he lost? Gone? 
Has he made a deal with something terrible? But it doesn't feel like that. It feels like this was something in him, something that has always been in him, just waiting for the right moment. He can feel the souring like an ache. There had been four landsmen to guard the five desolate. Now the guards are blurry smears of torn angular metal, red flesh and sharp white bone. Derek rubbed his eyes and forced himself up, staggering like a man waking from too long a sleep. A movement in the corner of his eye pulled at his attention. One of the landsmen was still alive, on his back and trying to scuttle away on his elbows as Derek approached. The smith knelt by the landsman and placed his big hands on either side of his head. It would be easy to finish him, just a single twist of his big arms and the landsman's neck would snap like a charcoal stick. He willed his arms to move, but instead found himself staring at the landsman.